September 29, 2021. It's a Watch for Pedro show.
Watch for Pedro Show. Happy Wednesday. Start with Blues to You, John Coltrane. Some Lunar Day, Gun Trasinski Duo Bayhead. I hope I got that right. Uh, due to those fucking incredible software engineers that are starting with the Skype invention, I have with me, with me, via Skype, John Trasinski. Welcome aboard, John. Happy to be here. Right, and we got to thank right away Brother Bill Nace for making the connect. Absolutely. And in fact, I think he also aided and abetted another connect with your uh, partner, uh, Mr. Gunn. He's going to be on soon. Oh, so yeah, great. You beat him to it. Anyway, really interested in your journey through music. So please bring me the earliest memory you still harbor. Oh, man, I was thinking about this. I think, uh, you know, I had an older brother. I have an older brother. Um and, uh, you know, they put me in the crib in his room when I was growing up. And I think I must have been two, maybe three years old. And I think I just remember hearing this voice um, and this music just over and over again. And it was a few years later that I realized that it was Ozzy. Um, and my brother was kind of just getting into the first couple of Ozzy Osbourne records like Diary of a Madman. And uh, so he was just jamming that while I was in the crib. And I think that was my first musical memory. Well, so what for well, Pedro show, there's no hard questions, no wrong answers. So don't worry, John. Now, <laughs> man, a lot of cats on the show with experimental music seem to have older brothers and sisters. It's a trippy, maybe it's just a coincidence, but, uh, so in the pad you guys grew up in, was there musical instruments? Yeah, there was always drums around. My dad played the drums. Oh. And then my, yeah. Where were they set up? I'm curious. Um, Usually in the basement. You know, we always had like an old, um, this old blue uh, Ludwig drum set that must have been his old drum set that I remember was always around and then I think at a certain point they were like here you can you can just bang on this so yeah and my brother was also a drummer well I'm curious so, your pop how far did he take music I mean he kept these guys so it wasn't just a passing thing yeah he was you know I think he worked a little bit you know as um, he had this band and I remember him telling me that he toured a little bit and played played as a house band up in Alaska for a while. And um, it was kind of um, just like 50s rock band. Um, and then I think at a certain point, he just, uh, you know, didn't pursue it any further. And But he would always, he would come down and just, uh, you know, um, kind of play them every once in a while. Um, so, yeah. So what about the first uh, record you bought with your own money? Um, first record, I think I went to the mall and I bought the U2 cassette for Joshua Tree. And the first 19, gig you went yeah. and saw. Oh, man. Um, yeah, so I had, I had an older sister, too, and she actually took me to see uh, Poison at the New Haven Coliseum, <laughs> which was, uh, you know, was torn down and turned into a parking lot um, a few years later, but... It makes me yeah. very sad. 
Yeah, not, it was not. It was, <laughs> yeah, maybe it was best that they. No, I gotta tell one. you, John, I had fucking, I could have seen the Stooges up in Hollywood, but I, I only thought there was Arena Rock. I didn't know about clubs. Me and D Boone, our first gig was T Rex, seventy three, but same time with Stooges, and you know, mm. just didn't know about clubs. If you don't know, how do you know not to go or to go? Uh, right. What about at school? Were you in the school band or the choir, shit like that? Yeah, I think maybe around sixth grade, I I got into the. They had like a little marching band. I think I I played the big bass drum. In ah, because I was going to ask if you learned tra traditional or match. Oh yeah, no, definitely um, match. Okay. Yeah, I could never get the, the traditional grip thing down. Well, you know, if you're in the marching band, right, you're slinging the fucking field drum. But now if you're on the goddamn bass. <laughs> right? you know, I never made that connection, but that maybe that was it. Maybe that was, you know, it just put set me on that path. Oh, you don't know about that. Okay, well, you know where Trap Set came from? Uh, I don't. It's an abbreviation. Obviously, I think I heard you talking about this with uh, yeah, maybe Corsano. Contraption. Recently. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because it was kind of put together as they were doing it, you know? Uh-huh. But that's a trip. That's what's bitching in a way, right? DIY is earlier than, uh, I don't know, Green Day, maybe? <laughs> uh, Blink-182. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe, be I don't know. Might go back to Walt Whitman and him putting out his own leaves of grass. Uh, you gave mm -hmm. me this music here, uh, some more of uh, you and Mr. Gunn. I don't know how to pronounce this. EIP? Oh, EIP, yeah. Oh, it's an acronym.
Go. 
ostalo najglasnije do sad U pogledu ti vidim da se gubiš u svojim mislima Vreme je da krenem dalje, ništa mene sprečava Tvoje srce je bombona i sve je laka pesma Pobuna se širi a ipak ulice su prazne Bolje da se smijem Bolje da se smirim Bolje da se opustim Bolje da ne mislim Ništa nije strašno Onda ništa nije strašno Ništa nije strašno
Live from Pedro Show. That chunk of music start off with the gun. Trasinski duo Bayhead with EIP. It's an acronym, people. And I can't tell you what it stands for, but use your imagination. K's got a new album. Well, her first solo album. And uh, here's the tune from it, The Ghosts. Her and her brother recorded He recorded her. He played a little piano. She got such a great bass sound. Uh, Neil Turpin out of that from Leeds in England, and he's got a brand new record. This is Drummer Man uh, playing acoustic guitar. I mean, you went on to guitar. We'll get into that, right? Uh, Take Heart in the Dark. Ryan James uh, Mabe, brand new. Uh, Meet Me Here, I think out of Bright. Turbo Trans Turisti, Croatia with Nistanesia, Strasno. Excuse me for destroying it yet another language. How Yes No, same land. The Sugar, My Life Up to This Minute. This is something I did with uh, 1983 with the. Uh, a spoken word re record Harvey Kubernetes put out, English as Second Language. And I, I play everything on there, hollering and all the bases. It's trippy in those days, me doing something without D. Boom. Uh, and finally, Slaughterhouse Percussion, open mouth tape. And that was the Chesensky. So, uh, John, you know the trip about not after school I graduate, but in the afternoon. So the basement, well, you got the basement going. And usually the guy in the rear with all the gear, right? Let's practice at his house so we don't have to fucking wait forever to set up and tear down. So did you do the garage band, basement band, uh, yeah. bedroom band trip? Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, well, I should ask you, when did you first jump on that shit? The basement band or the drums in general? The drums in general. Um, I must have been maybe 11. Okay. And, 10, 11 and, and any, uh, lessons outside of school? Um, a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I think I tried that and, um, you know, and then I just, I played a little bit in the, in the marching band through like middle school. And right. Then, but that was no contraption, right? <laughs> no. Yeah. Just hammering the bass drum. Right. Right. But I love that fucking frequency. Me too. Right? There's some fucking punch going on. Did you have the big fucking furry mallets? Uh, yes. Yes. yes that was, <laughs> I yeah. love that. And I, to, to this day, I still love a big furry mallet. I, yeah. You know, I, Steve I Hodges. You know, I play a lot with Steve Hodges. He was on my first opera. I played with Mike McGinnon and MSSV. And not only a big furry mallets, but calfskin heads. Mm, yeah. Right? Get away that from that slappy plastic, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm always I've always been like trying to get, you know, trying to get some kind of tones or melody out of the drums and um I don't know, I just seem to I I've, I've always been drawn to that part of the drums. Was a lot of your learning it sounds like a lot of your learning was self-taught. Did you use records and headphones? Yeah. That's what George Hurley did. He bought uh The Who, My Generation and uh who's that guy? Billy Cobham, Spectrum. <laughs> And he taught himself yeah. drums with those two fucking records and a set of mm -hmm. headphones. Yeah. He just beat it into himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely did that, too. A lot of, like, Sabbath. You know, oh, I, Bill I Ward. Like, I yeah, got to tell Bill you, Ward. the first four or five albums are so fucking happy, especially the second one. That shit oh, was yeah, swinging. Man. And it's eight-track yeah. record, half the tracks of the drums. 
but still like double nickels on the dime kind of. But he's mm-hmm. really moving it. I mean, Geezer and uh, the, the boss, you know, uh, Tony, they're, they're setting up the licks for him, but he's dancing around that stuff, like still keeping it grooving. It's so amazing kind of stuff. And maybe it was not all the effects, too. Maybe it's such a clean recording in a way. Primitive. Yeah, really raw. Those yeah. records are really raw. Uh, Master's good, too, but it was recorded too little. There's something about uh-huh. the second one, Paranoid. Yeah, where the drums are really sounding good. That's Always stuff. love Volume 4, too, that one. That one's got yeah. a lot of competition with the organ and the uh, synthesizers. It's true. But yeah, it's got really good tunes. I, I think really good tunes. And Bill's mm-hmm. probably at the peak of his playing. Yeah. But he uh, was reading interviews, very inter- influenced by uh, Ginger Baker. You know, because a lot of England mm-hmm. guys, right? It was the blues and... Charlie mm-hmm. Watts, of course, king of that. And yep. Ginger brings in this kind of jazzy thing. And not, not, you know, nobody ever forgot the blues, of course, but he brought in this other thing that I think Bill Ward picked up on. <laughs> Same way Geezer, in a way, kind of picked up on Jack Bruce, but on the bass. But they knew they were just starting in younger guys. So instead of all that jam, I think they... Well, we got to write parts, but still, you don't play the same part twice the same way. Mm-hmm. Bill's fills are all like unique, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. He's pretty. I mean, well, one is just the speed too. You know, I mean, it was always like very slow. Just that kind of the slower yeah. speed seemed to like you know I don't know that just like resonated with me, and I'm always like playing too slow. I can give you <laughs> I can give you a little perspective. The guy who recorded Double Nickels on Dime, Ethan James, you know, he was in Blue Cheer. So he told me about those days, and he said the big problem that hard rock drummers had was rushing it. Mm-hmm. So what they do would eat a lot of downs, and then you could play really hard shit, and you see, rush. <laughs> <laughs> so probably not good for the health. But, yeah, or anything right, else, exactly. You know. But th- he told me that was one of the techniques: a bunch of reds, and then just play your ass off, and you wouldn't rush it. <laughs> yeah, no, and I'm sure that was going on with uh, Bill. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. It's, uh, really dangerous mixing with drinking, but I mean, this high. You're right. That tempo by doing that, it gave him the room because if he had to do, yeah, whatever, uh, bad brain, maybe, you know, maybe a little tougher music to do that to, or uh, middle mm-hmm. class, or yeah, yeah, yeah. But <clears throat> it's just incredible how lyrical of a player he is. And uh, in fact, I'm doing something now with the second man drummer for Joe Carducci and his brother, you know, and that's the role model is that second album that they did. Mm. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Tell me about the fir- first, gi- first gig you do. First gig I did, I think it was um, some sort of a weird church community center slash you know, our basement band got asked to play like a dance or something like that. And uh, <laughs> just, you know, it was just just weird. Because um, I think we were doing like Sabbath covers um, and, you know, playing just weird little songs that we were trying to put together. Um, and uh, yeah, so it was probably, we probably played for like 25 minutes or something and then the dance was over. Um, 
so yeah, that I, that must have been. I don't know. I must have been like 13 years old or something like that. Would you call it success? Um, I don't know if I would. <laughs> it was did they throw you know, shit? I mean, did they boo you off or they're fighting? I mean, no booing, no fighting. Just a lot of you know, like hmm, uh, just a lot of weird kind of staring. Ah, oh, maybe some like a uh, chin chin scratch and some arm fold. Yeah, yeah. It was just kind of like um, we got put together with this event, and it was just you know everybody realized that it wasn't a good match. Like pretty pretty soon after we started, but no, I, I would say you know it was cool. It was like the first time just getting that energy of you know dealing with that tension of you know playing in front of people. Right. Was right. Success as far as that. Right, you right. Know? You broke the water. Yeah. Right, right, right. Now, early on, you, you were like me and D. Boone, right? You guys are learning off records and stuff. But do you get into like starting to try to compose on the drums? Maybe not, not consciously, but I think I was starting to. And this is probably early on, I, I started playing guitar too. So I, I ended up, um, and that was just me just fucking around and, and definitely just like listening to records and just trying to like put it together. And then I think, you know, I got a little bit more into, um, you know, maybe thinking about the composition or just thinking about the, the structure of the songs now, as did, far as the drums. Back then, did you get a four track or some shit like that where you could actually play some guitar along with your drum i did that later on yeah i remember um doing that maybe a few years later um you know just starting to do like demos where i would i would play the drums and just kind of sing it in my head and then play the guitar throw, maybe try to throw down the bass you know just piece you oh know, you piece got on together. the bass too all right yeah i got into the bass i love i still love the bass you know all I right. could, yeah what kind you got I don't have one now. I've been mostly just, you know, fucking around with like synths and stuff, but just like getting, you know, I just love like low frequencies. Oh, you mean like left-handed piano? Okay. Mm -hmm. Keyboard bass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, man, sometimes that, that can get legato. It can get fat. Mm -hmm. Some shit you can't do on the bass guitar. So, but much respect for the bass cleft. Goes back to that fucking bass drum you were beat. So, the guitar, you never got lessons? No, I never did that. I never got lessons on the guitar. That's okay. Autodidact. I'm into it. Uh, <laughs> after school, high school, did you go to higher education for drumming? Not for drumming, but I ended up um, I ended up going to school, and I ended up uh, becoming a sound engineer. Ah, okay. Uh, so I did that for... Um, I did that for a few years. I ended up working in recording studio for a while, and you know. No, that was but a great I'm, trip. I'm really digging musicians learning that stuff. There used to be a great divide, right? Mm. But technology, Morricano, I think it's you don't have to pick either or. You can and. Yeah, and I think it was like at, at the time I was just pretty into just playing and playing in bands and and. You know, it was kind of a way to get into access to the studio too. You know, just be able to use it. <laughs> practical. Yeah, smart. It, yeah, 
what, what, what did someone once tell me? The future belongs to the efficient. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> but no, but that, that's yeah. a good idea, though. Uh, especially if you want to get your ideas without a middleman in between, maybe. Or the econo thing. Or the access. Yeah, like you were talking about. That makes a lot of fucking sense. But I also think you get at the fundamentals, right? Because you start to have to understanding what sound is, what are frequencies, mm -hmm. what are rhythms, what are uh, oscillations and resonances and this. And that's musical. And, you know, if it goes to like getting it on fucking a piece of medium. Okay. Um, yeah. Right, right. Okay. So you, you learn that. But by doing that, you had to work with musicians, right? Or, or at least their, their works. Yeah, definitely. You know, working as a professional engineer is definitely, you know, it's it's a grind. I have mad respect for anybody who who does it. You know, because it, it's pretty hard on ears. You know. Yeah, absolutely. And also your uh, discipline for your tension and tolerance of fucking assholes. Oh yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> much much respect. I'm right with you on that, John. That's hard. It's hard work, man. You know, and and it's hard to like play. It's hard to do anything like creatively. You know, when when you're kind of, and when you're also working as an engineer. You mean like it saps all your stuff? So when it's time for you, there's nothing left. It can, yeah, it can get that way. That's actually kind of why I I stopped. Um, I did it for a few years, and I just I just I loved being in the studio when. Yeah. And making a record with, yeah. with people, you know, I, I definitely love that experience. Um, but, you know, just having to do it day after day and, you know, some of the bands were not necessarily my favorite bands that I had to work with. But, um, clients. you know, clients. What's that? Clients. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of cool. It was kind of cool, too, because. <laughs> It sort of forced you to have to find your way into almost anything, you know. Yeah, sure, and, and sure. Just kind of hear it. Uh, for sure, develop some people skills. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we're at the end of the first hour, September 29, twenty twenty one. Bob Peter, so special guest John Trusinski. Hold tight, fire two. September 29, twenty twenty one. It's the second hour of the Lot for Pedro
No one wants to hear your series of explanations about how hard things have been for you. Toxic, symbiotic, grieving, grieving. I've gleaned the true substance from my curated feed. I've turned, you've turned, and now we're facing in opposite directions. Take up thy walking stick and hobble. No one wants to hear your series of explanations about how hard things have been for you. Toxic, symbiotic, grieving. Take up thy walking stick and hobble.
Mm-hmm. 
Watch for Pedro Show. Second hour started off with John Trasinski solo guitar. That's a great band name. Ash Tree. Ben Salter after that from Tasmania with Defeat. Graphite Nolans with Frost. If Bawana from Chester, New York. Al Margolis. Org, brand new. And then Gun Trasinski duo Ocean Parkway this time. Minetta River. So, John, tell me the difference between. Gun Trzinski duo Ocean Parkway and Gun Trzinski Bayhead. Uh, I, I maybe I uh, fucked up the name, the name structure, but uh, yeah. So Ocean Parkway was a record we did, and then um, the song Minetta River was um, one of the songs on that, and then Bayhead was also a record, and then I think. Um, yeah, some lunar day was a song on the record. Okay, I remember so I the instructions were just song and artist proj band name. I don't remember asking for a record names. So, like I said, the mind reading thing, if I don't fucking know, I don't know. So I thought it was the name of the band. But it, this dudes do this. Dudes will rename their bands for their projects. Well, or slightly different. But look, fuck that. Let, let's get into Tr Gun Trasinski. Well, how'd this get together? Um... Okay, so I maybe around 2004, um, I had been living in Western Mass, and I moved to New York City. And um, you know, I had uh, a friend, Pete Nolan, um, who was in doing Magic Markers and ah, different bands. I shared a stage with him once. Yeah, right a, on. I think because of Thurston, maybe it was all to yeah. our party or some shit. Yeah. And um, yeah, so I was playing with. Pete a little bit in New York when I first moved, and, and he was also playing with Steve, and uh, so we got together and we were jamming, and that's Steve, how I met Steve. Steve who? Steve Gunn. Ah, okay, okay. Because I thought you met Steve Shelley. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. There's a couple of Steves out there, so help me, John. Okay, okay. So, uh, so it's a chance meeting like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then we we played in um, you know we played with Pete a bunch and just played in different bands over the years in New York and then we just started doing more and more often we just started playing as a duo and then um, you know maybe around two thousand eight two thousand nine um, I don't know it just kind of it, we it, it, our our paths just kind of lined up and we just started uh, playing pretty intensely and developed this uh, kind of musical relationship that you know i mean we're still still playing and you know it's been a really rewarding thing to to know him and play with him and so it's been it's been great but that so i met him back in you know in new york city and right you came together to help this other man's music right pete yeah yeah then then you guys went to collaborate to make you guys's music yep yeah, I, that's how it happened. That sounds pretty organic and pretty happening. And uh, what, what's the process? Like, who goes first? Or, or, or does somebody make demos or things are improvised? Or No, yeah, it's, it's pretty much totally improvised. And then, you know, these different kind of themes will come out. And then, you know, at a certain point, we started making records and we, we started trying to dial in different modes, you know, so I might... I would pick some things to give it a little structure. Like I would just say, all right, I'm just going to play these three sounds, but I don't know what I'm going to do with them. 
and then um and then we would just kind of improvise and it just grew it was sort of like a weird hybrid between trying to compose stuff and and then leaving it loose ah okay because i've always been uh curious about that process like like what i asked you who goes first now you yeah, saying, yeah well you were just saying i got some ideas for some sounds so sometimes Steve, he presents you with the same sitch. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes he'll come in and he's just he's he's got an idea. He's he's that seems to be coming out, and um, and then we'll we'll just play and you know we can kind of I don't know. It's just it's really just about it's been really cool because it's just been about kind of listening to each other. I mean, the, like the form and the music isn't isn't too radical or anything, but. Um, you know, it's it, it it's sort of just about like listening to each other and um going from there, I guess. And probably trying to develop a fucking interesting conversation, right? Look, you gave me this uh, other proj, X zero, or maybe it's X O four. Yeah.
Live from Pedro Show, that chunk of music started off with X04 with part one of All Alien. I know Alien. Was there supposed to be a T there? Well, that might have been a typo. Okay. <laughs> See, it's hard to know this shit. <laughs> but, you know, Watt's a slow learner, but he will keep attempting to get a handle on what you're trying to deliver to me. <laughs> so it's Alien. It is a word I know. Okay. And then John Coltrane Nagasaki by Bloodkin. Got to say, uh, a big memory for the singer man, Danny, who wrote the song. He, the cancer killed him a couple of years ago. And Jim Tremaine flubbed that on to me. Because last week was John Coltrane B-Day. And next week, a whole version of Love Supreme from that, that's around those Seattle, live in Seattle days, is coming out. Uh, we'll all go to heaven when the devil goes blind from up around the sun. That's Tim Kerr's new project. From big boys in Austin. Uh, Babes, New York City. <laughs> Man, that name of that band. I just can't help. But uh, does the sun... Yeah, I mean... Oh, I'm not going to get into it. but Because everybody's got the right to name their show. They don't need permission from that asshole in Pedro. Uh, Boggle, brand new off... His new album, Strange Invaders, is a song. And finally, Sound for Andy Warhol... Hall's kiss. There should be apostrophe in there. Man, I'm gonna have to spell check this shit when I get it from people. <laughs> <laughs> no, John, don't worry. Keep hitting them sticks, though. Uh, Kim Gordon, Bill Nace, Steve Gunn, John Trusinski. So this is the. This is like a collab between head body body head and uh, uh, Gunn Trusinski duo. Yeah, that was that was really uh, a how lot did, of fun. Yeah, how did like, it come Kim about? Was, Tell me about it. Kim was doing, um, she got asked to do a, a solo show at the Warhol Museum. And, Pittsburgh. Um, she I've been to it. So I think it's a 7th Street Bridge. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and uh, so she she, ha she had this idea of, of, you know, she was playing a lot with Bill and, um, you know, she had gotten into the Gunstrzynski duo stuff and had this idea of kind of bringing the two duos together and uh, we did uh, you know we did a live soundtrack to to that film um and then you know we recorded um recorded that record and you know did a performance and it was it was what it was, what was the fun. film was the film Andy Warhol's Kiss it was yeah okay so i've never heard of that film so is it doc no, it was like part of his, he did this series of films where, you know, I think he did one called Sleep. And oh, yeah, like of course. People sleeping. So this one was just different couples kissing. Okay. Um, you know, it's basically just like a reel of different couples kissing. And um, so she, she wanted to, she selected that one. To, With to Andy the watching, of course, Andy watching. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and then tell me about XO4. So XO4, that was uh, actually with Bill, Bill Nace. Um, Bill. So that was uh, a duo that we had. We're uh, this guitar duo thing. And then we eventually started playing with uh, a friend of ours, Jake McGinsky, and it was a trio. But that the track he played is uh, one of the early things we did just as a duo. And is XL4 an ongoing concern? Um, You know, it, you never know when we might come off the bench and – do a gig or something but it, yeah it's been a while since we we played i think maybe the last time we did a, a show was a, around 2012 or so 
but you know we're all still friends we all still play music and um but we haven't we haven't done much in recently yeah bill's in philly yeah he's in philly you're in, Connecticut. in western mass yeah which ain't too far from you no we're all you know we're all uh, a couple hours you know drive from each other i 95able yeah like driving <laughs> down to san diego or something <laughs> San Diego, about 120 miles from Pedro. Philly, about 100 miles from New York City. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm learning. I'm learning. <laughs> We're at the end of the second hour, September 29, 2021. Dish Pedro, so special guest, John Krasinski. Hold tight for hour three. September 29, 2021. It's the third hour of the Watt from Pedro show.
Hot for Pedro show. We start off the third hour. Joe McPhee, Jake Wojcinski, and John Trasinski with Excerpt, which was uh, live at Bennington College concert. I got to meet Joe McPhee, very kind, and, and man, he's a great musician. Tell me about Jake Wojcinski. I got to learn about him. Yeah, Jake, uh, he's he's uh, another cat from the Western Mass area. The, you know, we, we're all kind of up there around... 99 2000 early 2000s and met jake um and then he he was also a drummer you know when it was it was cool like that time in in that area there was a ton of really good drummers around um you know chris corsano was was oh, up there I love, that and, man. I love that man yeah me too i think he's in ithaca now mm-hmm yeah uh, we played after that Trubakova Kushte Pishi, Slovenian piece, which means dance. And then Vermes de Limbo out of Brazil. Vermin, Limbo, worms, worm, Limbo worms. Get together. Peretando and Prospect Range from John Trusinski, solo guitar. And, uh, yeah, when you're uh, composing on the guitar, little no noodle Ronnie, how do you, how do, you do it? I mean, um, as, as opposed to the, on the drums. Yeah, I mean, it, I don't know. It doesn't feel that different. I, you know, I was. No, I, I, that's a good thing. That ain't a bad thing. Yeah, I yeah. like. I really hate this fucking hierarchy. You know, with people working music. All instruments in my mind are created equal. As far as delivering sound, at the end of the day, right? Pay no attention to those people behind the curtain. However they did it, they did it. But I'm curious, and, and I think you're more of a man of the future. You know, these people who can record, who can play a drum, can play a guitar. Why not? It's all vocabulary. Yeah, I think I've, I, I think as I, as I go on, I'm more less and less concerned with, you know, kind of trying to master a single instrument and more just getting into sound and just thinking about, you know, how things sound and just finding, finding the music in that. And, you know, I mean, definitely being, being loose and comfortable with the, the materials is, is a part of that. But, um, you know, I don't know. I, I, I never, I guess I, I never could pick one and just stick with it. Can I ask you uh, to pick a drum hero that influences you? Oh man, there's so many. You know, John um, Coltrane got asked, who's your favorite tenor player? He said all of them. Yeah, I mean, I, why not? <laughs> I know, I, actually that's a beautiful, you know the dude who just starts John Coltrane is saying it. it that's so the cool thing. I, I love it, the, I love it. The cool thing about the drums is that everybody kind of has their own like little take on it, you know. All right. No matter. Well, well, do you have a hero for guitar? Uh, you know, not so much. I probably have more drummers that you know. Yeah. That I was obsessed with, you know, definitely Milford Graves. Oh yeah, um, great cat. You know, Ed Blackwell. Yeah, yeah, much um, you know, obviously, you know, Bill Ward, we already talked yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, big respect. Um, yeah, there's tons of them. Okay. Uh, Steve Shelley, you know, you, we, we talked about him. We mentioned him before. You know, that was, he was a big, 
Yeah, I loved. I always loved his playing. Well, look at him in Thirst's world. <laughs> He's going to always be there for Thirst. Uh-huh.
Surely God is good to those who are pure in heart. But as for me, my feet had almost slipped and nearly lost my foothold. For I envied the arrogant when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. They have no struggles. Their bodies are healthy and strong. They are free from common human burdens. They are not plagued by human ills. Therefore, pride is their necklace. They clothe themselves with violence. From their callous hearts comes iniquity. Their evil imaginations have no limits. They scoff and speak with malice. With arrogance they threaten oppression. Their mouths lay claim to heaven, and their tongues take possession of the earth. Therefore, their people turn to them and drink up waters in abundance. They say, how would God know? Does the Most High know anything? This is what the wicked are like. Always free of care, they go on amassing wealth. Surely in vain I have kept my heart pure, and have washed my hands in innocence. All day long I have been afflicted, and every morning brings new punishments. If I had spoken out like that, I would have betrayed your children. When I tried to understand all this, it troubled me deeply. Till I entered the sanctuary of God. Then I understood their final destiny. Surely you place them on slippery ground. You cast them down to ruin. How suddenly are they destroyed, completely swept away by terrors. They're like a dream when one awakes. When you arise, Lord, you will despise them as fantasies. When my heart was grieved and my spirit embittered, I was senseless and ignorant. I was a brute beast before you. Yet I am always with you. You hold me by my right hand. You guide me with your counsel. And afterward, you will take me into glory. Whom have I in heaven but you? And earth has nothing I desire besides you. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Those who are far from you will perish. You destroy all who are unfaithful to you. But as for me, it is good to be near God. I have made the Sovereign Lord my refuge. I will tell of all your deeds.
Last music for this edition, Moth Pedro Show. For a man of Pharaoh, John Trusinski. Uh, Psalm 73, the eminence from Gets Called Out, Joe Frank tribute version from Mountain Offensive, Brother Philip Mammoth. And finally, Paradise Merchandise, Gun Trusinski, Duo Soundkeeper. Yeah, what the fuck? I think uh, there might have been some pilot error on behalf of your host there. Uh, and now, Soundkeeper, this ain't a band. This is probably a record that the Gun Trusinski duo did, right? You got it. Okay, I'm learning. <laughs> so, <laughs> I thought you had three different bands. Okay. And, uh, and, and is this more recent? Yeah, this one came out uh, last year. Okay, okay. And, and how has the band evolved, uh, the duo evolved? Well, we, I think we started out and uh we were kind of digging the the sandy bowl records and, oh yeah you know that that sort of was and and we got to do a little bit of um you know his daughter had the documentary that she did a, a few years ago no deposit no return blues uh -huh. and we got to do some gigs around that when when it came around and how how what was the connect um it's a good question i think steve steve gunn she okay. uh he, he somehow met her um casey and uh, casey bull and you know i forget how it all came together but um we did uh you know one of the, the screenings of the documentary in new york we we played as part of it and so we kind of started from there and it was like he was steve was playing acoustic and you know i was really doing my best to channel my own version of you know billy Hagens or something sure. but and then i think we just started trying different things from there and raymond once, i tell you raymond pettibone took me to see billy Hagens once and we're like it's that catalina Kawang up in hollywood and like we're one table from him and that guy looked at me the whole i was like my gig <laughs> <laughs> I fucking couldn't wow. believe it. Heavy. Playing his ass off and like and laughing and smiling. Elvin did do shit like that too, but Billy Higgins did it a whole gig. It was like my gig. Man. I, yeah, and this is one of the first ones he brought me to like this. I I wasn't I didn't know anything about that scene and stuff, and I learned I still am and way into it. And uh, yeah. wow. Uh, also he did beautiful stuff with uh, Miles and Ornette too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, and Sandy Bull, I know. Yeah, incredible cat. You know, when you do stuff like that, you know, the shift, the people who weren't around in those days, you, 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 you make their music live. It's a great thing a, a music cat can do for another. I think, you know. Mm. Yeah, I do, I do. So it ain't just stay it, get mold on it, or never get heard. You know, I think it's, mm -hmm. it's really beautiful you can do it. Uh, what about at your pad do you have a drum set can you play anytime you want um not so much these days yeah. but you know i do have them around um so you know and i have neighbors so <laughs> you know i'll set them up and <laughs> so maybe a little more guitar playing at home i'll get i'll get 10 minutes in and then you know shut it down or something <laughs> So I was, was getting at, do you use some of your recording skills at home? Yeah, I definitely, I definitely, you know, mess around with the, 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 the electronics or, or the guitar at home. 
Um, always have like a 12 string. I've been playing this past like year and a half, mostly just been like playing acoustic guitar and not doing too many gigs, obviously. Just did the first one a couple of days ago, actually. Okay, congrats. Now, did you ever make a linkage between you, the drummer man, and drum machines? Yeah, I, I, I tried a little bit. I, I never quite. I never quite found some inspiration to do that, but you know, I love you know it, what I'm thinking you know, of. I'm thinking of Ikwe Moi. She she left uh -huh. the drums all the way, right? Just to do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I saw DNA '79. Oh, they yeah. came out, played the Hong Kong Cafe in Chinatown here, and it blew. They they didn't have Robin on the organ. They had uh, Tim Wright on the bass, and they blew my fucking brain. They were wow. bad. They, that was a bad band, man. I loved it. I loved it. Uh, what's your next plan? Um, you know, just keep, keep, keep on, playing, keep I guess. on. <laughs> yeah, keep on keeping. <laughs> right, where can people Shit. find you on the internet, John? Um, well, you can find me at John Trzinski at gmail.com. That's about it. Okay. And, uh, advice to future drummer guitar players? Shit. Um, listen to your heartbeat. That's a beautiful one. And you come back on the show, please, when you and uh, Steve get some new stuff. Oh, yeah, of course. Okay. Thank you so much, man. Absolute, absolute, man. You deserve, brother. People, it's been the September 29, 2021 Dishwap Pedro Show. Keep your powder right.